was kept there watching for silent flocks by night. Behold, throughout the heavens there shone a holy light. Go on, tell it on the mountains, over the hills and everywhere. Go on, tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. The shepherds fear.
Please, this man with men to 
God's people said? Amen. Amen. Grace and peace to you, beloved. Grace and peace to you, Amy. I am Amy Wilson Feltz. I am the pastor here at Morningstar, and this is Olivia Kay. Hi, Olivia. She was actually baptized on Christmas Eve three years ago, so this is a wonderful way. I hadn't anticipated that she would be here with me right now, but you do what you gotta do, right, Olivia? Yeah. Welcome to Morning Star on this Christmas Eve. Our mission here at Morning Star is to point people to the grace of God that we find in Jesus through a vision of inspirational worship, radical inclusion, and the alleviation of suffering. On this Christmas Eve night, it is our delight to prepare ourselves to hear again the message of the angels and to go into the heart of Bethlehem and to see this thing that has come to pass, the babe lying in the manger. We will hear words from our holy scripture, the tale of the loving purposes of God from the beginning of all of creation, the glorious gift that was brought to us in the holy child. We will make this house of prayer glad with carols and praise and have already done so with the help of our praise band. All are welcome here, whether you are here in the sanctuary or worshiping online. We especially take joy in worshiping with our children here at Morningstar. And so we have these worship bags. Kiddos, if you don't have one of these and you would like one, you can raise your hand or a parent can raise a hand and we'll be glad to receive them. We have worship bags and clipboards. We need one right up here at the front. <laughs> oh, we need a couple, actually. We need a few clipboards at the front, please, Kathy. You'll also notice some special designated areas for the kids in the back of the sanctuary. Please know that the sound of children is music to our ears here at Hi, Morningstar. <laughs> They're a sign of life in the church. Our worship tonight also includes the opportunity to practice generosity. And so if you feel led to support the mission of Morningstar with a financial gift, you're welcome to do so. You can give here in the sanctuary. In the back, there's a box where you will find the Jesus window. The box is right there to make your gift. You can also give online through our mobile app and through our website, or you can mail a check to the church as well. However and whenever you choose to give, your gift makes a difference in our community, and we thank you for that. And now, as Olivia finds her place, I invite you to take a deep breath and center our hearts for worship as we pray. Jesus, in the spirit in which you came to earth as a baby, we come to you today, inviting you to show us again how to live as you lived, as you grew and as you formed relationships 
We come to you tonight with a mindfulness of the needs of the whole world. We pray for all people everywhere. We pray for peace upon the earth that you came to save, for love and unity within the communities that have formed around your teaching, for the goodwill among all people. Particularly tonight, let us remember those who are poor, cold, hungry, and oppressed, those who are sick and grieving, lonely and unloved, those who are aging and those who are newly born and who feel far from you on this day. Let us remember too all who rejoice with us today, but upon another shore or in a greater light, that multitude which no one can number, whose hope lies in the word made flesh and with whom we are evermore one. These prayers and praises we offer to you humbly upon the throne of the heavens as we give thanks for your presence with us on earth. Amen. You are welcome now to stand as you are able and to greet each other with the signs of the peace of Christ as we prepare to light the Advent candles. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All right. So welcome. Some of you might be new to Morningstar, and this is the way we do our call to worship. So what we do is if uh, the Spirit moves you, you are welcome to read the part that says someone, and it'll be up here. And then after that, we will all together say the everyone.
Good evening, everyone, and Merry Christmas. Please stand as you are able for our first hymn, Come Thou Long-Expected Jesus. This reading is from the book of Genesis, chapter 3. They heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. He said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, the woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit from the tree and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this that you have done? The woman said, the serpent tricked me and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you among all animals and among all wild creatures. Upon your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers. He will strike your head, and you will strike his heel. And to the man he said, because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten of the tree about which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Cursed is the ground because of you. In toil you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and 
thistles. It shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread until you return to the ground, for out of it you were taken. You are dust, and to dust you shall return. reading from the book of Micah. But you, O Bethlehem of Ephrathah, who are one of the little clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to rule in Israel, whose origin is from of old, from ancient days. Therefore he shall give them up until the time when she who is in labor has brought forth. Then the rest of his kindred shall return to the people of Israel, and he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord and in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. And they shall live secure, for now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and he shall be the one of peace. Please stand as you are able for our next hymn, O Little Town of Bethlehem.
next three readings will be from the Gospel of Luke, chapters 1 and 2. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth, to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary, and he came to her and said, Greetings, favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and his, of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the birth of the, the child of the child will be born, will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. Then Mary said, Here I am, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed from her. Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and the family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. She gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place in the guest room. Please stand as you are able for a next hymn, Away in a Manger.
In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. Please stand for our hymn, The First Noel. seated. 
I want to take this time to say thank you to Leslie and the choir and Isaac and Christy and our band for their beautiful preparation for tonight. Could you join me in thanking them? To conclude our reading from Luke chapter 2, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all of these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. I invite you now to take another deep breath. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts together be pleasing in your sight, for you are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. During the season of Advent, those four weeks before Christmas, we turned once again to the ancient words of the prophet Isaiah, looking for hope. We've been reminded that hope is an expectant faith, one that is powerful enough to put an end to war, to the war that wages in the world and the war that rages within us. We've considered love to be an action, one that puts the needs of others before our own to the point that justice can be restored. We've celebrated the work of God in our lives, recognizing that joy is more than happiness and it can be found and cultivated regardless of our circumstance. We've recognized the deep-seated truth that comes from knowing that God is indeed with us in our suffering and in our healing. In all of these gifts of Advent, we experience a push and a pull, an up and a down, darkness and light. It's so tempting to pit these experiences against one another, to run toward one and away from the other. But life doesn't work that way. Darkness and light, they are partners in our experience of the world and in our thoughts and in our feelings. This is what Isaiah tells us. At a time when the people of Israel in the land of Judah are facing war because of the rash and immature actions of their selfish king and the way that they followed him, it's precisely when they are tempted to despair that they are reminded that God was with them all along. So perhaps on this Christmas Eve, we can relate. We've gathered together, craving a place where we can rest in the good news of great joy, knowing that our journey is not yet complete. I wonder if Isaiah's ancient words have more to say to us yet. So I offer the heart of their message to you now in the form of a poem that I wrote for you all for this very day. I dedicate this poem with the permission of our family to the memory of Carolyn Martinez, who was a poet in her own right and who knew better than anyone else I know 
how to hold darkness and light and tension with great faith. We've traveled untold miles with sore bodies and weary minds. Our shoulders sag under the burden of what we've seen. We look around, longing for a sense of direction, desperate to find even a sliver of hope to glean. The people who walk in despair will find joy. These words of darkness and light echoes in our souls as we wonder if it's too late for this generation, if the pain is too great, if we can't plug the holes. Yet here we are, flocking to the manger, eager once again to hear news so good of great joy, of abundance, of freedom for all. Too good to be true, perhaps, or misunderstood. For a child has been born for us, we are told, to lead us, to guide us, to grant us peace. We welcome this gift and the promise it brings that the pain and the sorrow in our hearts will cease. As this year's season of waiting draws to an end, beloved, we must ponder what will happen next. From this Jesus, whose birth we celebrate today, what on earth do we really expect? It's in this question that darkness meets light, not as enemies, but as friends so old and dear, reminding us that in whatever we face, our loving God remains near. This Christmas message lives within us, even in our deep sighs, this truth is shown. Our hope is renewed with every breath as the Spirit whispers, you are not alone. Amen. Amen. Please stand as you are able for our next hymn, Angels We Have Heard on High.
We have come to the time in our service when we celebrate the sacrament of Holy Communion together. And we practice an open table here at Morningstar and in the United Methodist Church, which means everyone is welcome to participate. So I ask that you would gather your elements here if you're in the sanctuary or at home if you would gather your elements as well. If you are here in the sanctuary, you'll find a cup that looks like this. And if you don't have them with you and you want to participate, just raise your hand and keep it raised. And Augie will bring them to you in just a moment. Just all are welcome to participate. You will find the wafer in the bottom of the paper cup underneath the plastic cup of juice. So just raise your hand and keep it raised. And he will make the rounds. We have some on the other side of the room as well. We have some up front, way up front, over here, by me. Augie, the choir needs somebody up here. <laughs> the spotlight is great. <laughs> you know, John Wesley actually believed that Holy Communion is a converting sacrament, which means that people can come to faith and having access to these ordinary elements. All are welcome. And that is why we emphasize that truth in the United Methodist tradition. So hear this invitation. As we come here to the table of God, as invited friends and, and chosen and beloved of God, rest in this truth that you are welcome. If you have been here often, if the memory of this table stretches back to every Christmas that you can remember, you are welcome. If you have been here rarely, if reverent speech for the bread and the cup seems strange to you, you are welcome. If you have much faith, if you have little, you are welcome. If you wouldn't even know where to begin to believe, you are welcome. Christ welcomes you to this table, and that is all that you need to know. Because we accept this truth that not one person is in need of God's grace any more or any less than the next person, we can be brave and bold enough to share in a prayer of confession out loud before God and one another. So I invite you to pray with me now, first with a deep breath. And now let us pray. We confess, O oh God that the Christmas rush is typical of our efforts to live the Christian life. We pursue peace on earth, but we end up with frayed nerves and short tempers. We wish goodwill to all, but in our unceasing hurry, we feel malice toward all instead. Joy gives way to frustration, and the spirit of Scrooge replaces the spirit of Christ. Forgive our foolishness and remind us again that our Lord was born into a world just like this. In Jesus' name, amen. Hear the good news. 
God is good. God is faithful. God is merciful. And God comes to us in vulnerability again and again to show us how much that we are loved. Because in the name of Jesus the Christ, we are forgiven. Thanks be to God. Amen. We remember how Christ came from the vast expanse of heaven to a world that would barely make room for him. So fragile and vulnerable and tiny, we shudder to think of a child in a backyard shed in the cold of night with only the protection that the love of his parents could offer him. We remember how shepherds and later kings would kneel before him before he could form words of blessing or raise his hand to heal. How they adored him, not for what he had done or would do, but for who he was. God among us, a miracle to hold in our hands. We remember, too, so many years later, Jesus in an upper room gathered with his friends when he took a loaf of bread and a cup of wine as commonplace as anything and declared that they, too, were a miracle hold in our hands because they would be signs for all eternity. Bread for new life rising out of the old and wine or juice for forgiveness unearned but complete. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, presence of God in and among us, we praise you with our own alleluias. Rest yourself in these gifts of bread and cup that they may be sure signs of your love for us. Signs of forgiveness and of life abundant. Amen. Beloved, with joy in our hearts for God's presence with us and within us, let us partake once again as we remember this is the body of Christ broken for you. And this is the blood of Christ, the cup of salvation poured out for you. Thanks be to God. Amen. Let us continue in our gratitude with a prayer that we will share out loud together. Bread of heaven, let us not be unchanged by tonight. Let us not pass by the stable in darkness. Let us not leave the table empty. Dwell in our hearts and shine in our lives that we might know your deep, deep peace and share it with the world. Fill us with your love that we might walk hand in hand with you all our days. We pray in the holy name of the Christ child, born for us this night. 
Amen. Amen. Please stand and join us on this next song.
In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life, and the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. The true light which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the world became flesh and lived among us. And we have seen his glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks, Thanks be God. to God. In just a moment, we will do what you all came here for, which is singing Silent Night and lighting the candles and then singing Joy to the World. We will move. We will move directly from Silent Night into Joy to the World, and Joy to the World will be our blessing, will be our sending forth. So there will be no formal benediction. We will carry the light into the world, and you will find a place to place your candles as we leave. So we will send each other out with the light. But before we do that, I want to make sure you know what's coming up tomorrow and in January. Tomorrow, we will come back here in this room and online to celebrate the birth of Jesus once more on Christmas Day at 1015. And all are welcome to participate in that service. And then we also have some things coming up in January as we very intentionally begin the new year together. The first Sunday in January, January 1st, will be a covenant Sunday for us where we will recommit ourselves to following the ways of Jesus. And then the next Sunday, Epiphany Sunday, we will talk about what it means to be guided by the light of Christ in our lives and then the Sunday after that, we will focus on the baptism of Jesus and what our own baptismal identity means, whether we've already been baptized or whether we've been thinking about baptism. And then we will conclude the, the last two Sundays in January with a series called 2040 Vision, and it's all about intention and invitation. So if you've been thinking about 
how to begin the new year with intention and meaning making. Morningstar would be a great place for you to stick around and walk through these Sundays in January and beyond in 2023. And then on Wednesday nights, beginning January 4th, we will resume our gatherings for children and youth and adults at 6 p.m. and all are welcome to take part in that as well. So as you leave, as you place your candles in the depository, you can pick up one of these. It looks just like the screen up there so that you can remember the things that are coming up. And if you wish, you can actually take more than one so that you can offer the invitation to others in your life to participate because Christmas is not the end, right? We celebrate the good news of Jesus every day as we learn to follow him more closely. So please consider doing that, and we hope to see you tomorrow morning at 1015. So when we get back to the candle lighting, we will start that in just a moment as we are singing Silent Night. Kathy and I will make our way down the center aisle to light the candles of the people on the ends, and then you will pass the light to each other. Just a word of reminder, because we usually do this only once a year, Hold your candle like this. Tilt the one that does not have the flame. So once you have the flame, hold it straight. Tilt the one that does not have the flame, and we will all be happier for that. All right, I think we're ready to sing Silent Night. Oh, Augie does have these candles to demonstrate for the kiddos. We've got these safe candles here as well. Thank you, Augie. Oh, 
Merry Christmas.